the first of a few bonus episodes I'm going to drop this summer. So uh, even though I'm on my summer break, I couldn't really leave the podcast alone because there are some interesting people out there that I've arranged to chat with that I couldn't really wait until September. So um, I welcome the first guest today. He is um, from America, as you will uh, find out when he starts talking. He's a fellow podcaster who I've had the privilege of uh, meeting him through his own podcast, which um, we will chat about. But uh, welcome the uh, the host of the Leo Effects podcast, Ray Rumsey. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you. you. And uh, sorry to all your listeners having to hear my American accent. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I um, I like to reach out to to everyone, you know, worldwide. That's what I'm aiming for. So, uh, <laughs> so um. So just uh, sort of kick off, um, just tell everyone sort of who you are, what you do, a little bit about sort of how you've got to, to where you are with your podcast and, and whatever else it is that you're, that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as you said, I'm, I'm Ray Rumsey. I host The Leo Effects, which is a, an interview podcast. I interview different people who have really awesome stories and amazing things that they do, you know, people such as yourself, mm -hmm. you know, putting out works of art and other creatives. Yeah. Uh, in my day job, I guess you, if you want to call it that, I, I work at the Department of Veterans Affairs doing uh, food service. I like okay. to pay it back after my stint in the military. I got a job there so that I could continue to serve the veterans. That's brilliant. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I didn't actually know about yourself. To be fair, like so, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I, I met you through your podcast. Just to sort of enlighten the listeners, really, we've, um, I've got a, a mutual author friend called Jackie Rom, who was a, a, a guest on your podcast, and um, I sort of found out about it through there. I listened to a few episodes, and I was, I was fascinated by the the range of people that you've got on there, and you know, you've got some some. I'll, I'll let you sort of talk about some of the people that you've had on there and any memorable ones but um you know quite some notable names through the mix but even the ones that I weren't I, I wasn't aware of that I didn't really know who they were I was I was drawn to carry on and I've listened to a lot of your episodes and found out a lot about people that I I didn't know you know who they were what they did but all of a sudden finding out actually I did know some of the stuff they did it's 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 a great way of drawing people into um to again what you say people's artistic sides that they probably don't put out there quite as much as everyone else mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah are there any um so how did let's, let's go back to the beginning really how did you uh, how and why did you set up uh the leo effects oh well that was kind of a uh, uh long and convoluted uh path <laughs> to get to where i'm at but uh the the more shorted shortened version of it is Initially, I was uh, doing podcasting, playing Dungeons and Dragons okay. with the intent to build up a uh, voice actor's demo reel. Cool. And while doing that show, we weren't really seeing a lot of uh, activity, a lot of numbers, things like that. And we were approached by a publicist who said, you know, I have all these uh clients that i can put on your show it'll draw attention to your show and not playing D, &D you need an interview show yeah. and the network i was with at the time we created 
an interview show specifically for that purpose with the hopes that people listening to that would say, oh, we really like that show. I'm going to listen to some of their others. Uh, It didn't quite pan out that way. Uh, The interview show kind of eclipsed all of the other shows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had, of everybody in the network, I had the most experience with um, interviewing and talking with celebrities and people of of note and so i was kind of elected slash nominated to do that role and after the show really started building up steam and we started kind of uh clashing on maybe clashing is too harsh of a word we we had a little bit of difference of how the interview should be done and uh, who we were doing and what times and things like that. So I just kind of at first split away and I was doing my own show, the Leo effects as kind of a side project just to see what I could do by myself. And I was booking my own guests and much in the same fashion, the Leo effects kind of grew to this point where I couldn't really do both. Yeah. And obviously, I, as selfish as it is, I chose my own show over the other one. Yeah. And here we are. There we go. And um, you, you mentioned there about um, you were sort of highlighted as the one who, who could or, or had the ability or, or the reach or whatever to speak to the celebrity. So how, how do you how do you go about getting some of your guests for the Leo effects? Because just to give a few examples of the ones that really drew me in. Um, you've had Eugene from the movie Grease, um, Mr. Heckles from Friends, and Al from Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being of a certain age, I grew up watching all of those. I knew the characters instantly, and because of the characters being so notable, I knew exactly who the people were, not necessarily knowing their own backstory. So it was brilliant sort of listening to them talk about you know their own life that I really wasn't aware of but how did you how did you go about getting getting sort of names like that and sort of the others well the names like those particular guys were uh through uh, the publicist that I spoke of and uh that's really how I get I would say 90% of my guests is through publicists I admittedly I find the publicists on Facebook mm-hmm and just kind of reach out to them and talk about their clientele and if they'd be willing to put them on an interview show. And and a lot of times they're, they're pretty uh, quick to say yes. And they, they say, okay, how do you want to do it? Who do you want to interview? I have this list and we just go from there. Now, a lot of the voice actors that are on there, I actually booked myself and as absolutely crazy as it sounds i booked almost all of them through twitter okay by simply just reaching out to them and saying hey i really liked your work you have done amazing things i'd like to have you on my interview show and nine times out of ten they said yes and then the few extra stragglers that i because i say mostly or most of them Uh, the few extras were actually much like you and a mutual friend, just word of mouth. They say, Oh, I have this friend that you should have on your show. Let me 
contact them in an email and they'll get a hold of you. And oh. I get a few that way too. Wow. So it's, it's like a snowball effect, really. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a Twitter's a platform I still haven't managed to, to not even perfect. I'm such a novice on Twitter. Maybe I need to sort of step it up. It's, it's a bit of a <laughs> resource there. But, uh, but um, no, I mean, I, um, I, one other thing I love about your podcast is do, do you sort of structure it in a way that you know how many episodes you're putting out within a certain time or do you just kind of sort of churn them out as you record them sort of as it happens? Uh, well, I will say that initially it was as they happen, I put them out. Um, but it got to the point where I was putting out probably anywhere from one to three episodes a day. Wow. Yeah. And as you can imagine, that's extremely time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And jumping from the big part that kind of made me realize what was going on was there was one week in particular. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like this. I had like three on Monday. And I still had to edit them and things like that. But those three that were done, it it took up my whole day. So I had to go to bed with the uh, thought that I would edit them and get them posted the next day. Uh Well, the next day I had two podcasts already lined up with another one that I had forgotten about. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so I end up doing three that day. And then on the Wednesday, I only had one. So I said, okay, this is it. I'm gonna get everything done. And Wednesday was just terrible because oh. I'm trying to edit everything. I'm trying to post everything. I'm yeah. still trying to schedule for Thursday. Yeah. Uh, because at the time I was kind of doing it one day at a time. And I was just so caught up in talking to all these awesome people that I didn't really see what was going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, relentless. yeah. And it, it took one of my fellow podcasters who I had done other shows with to kind of say, Hey, just so you know, it's really hard to keep up with all of your podcasts. Yeah. Because you could, I mean, they're half hour intervals, but you can only listen to so many in a day. And most people don't have time to sit there and listen to five episodes in one day. <laughs> the, the, uh, the reason I asked that is because when I, when I discovered your podcast and I sort of started diving into it, there's such a, a breadth, of, there's such a, um, an abundance of episodes there. And um, I've, I've found that I've never been able to get through them all, which is brilliant because there's always something else new for me there to discover when I do manage to get back to it. So um, how long have you been doing it now? Uh, let's see. I believe my first, oh, you're going to get me lying to you. I, I know it was, it was October, um, but I cannot remember if it was last year or the year before. Okay. Um, rolls into one. Yeah. After a while, especially when you're grinding out so many in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. you kind of like, I wasn't, uh, one of the things that I don't do that a lot of people do is they number their episodes or they, mm. they keep track. Um, and I don't do that. I just, I just do it. now if anybody does go through and listen, 
you'll notice that things kind of um, change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a, a this random, oh, wow, his <laughs> intro changed, the way he does the questions changed, the questions that I asked change. And I kind of viewed that as a changing of season. Yep. Um, and whenever I change a season, I'll um, – like when I started season three, I changed season one to have uh, the little uh, anchor oh, yeah. commercial on the front of it. And yeah. once I start season four, uh, which is going to be happening here next month, I will also attach it to uh, season two. Um, okay. But season four is actually really... Uh, I'm excited for it because I am actually switching to video. I, I'll I'll still offer the audio only on Anchor, but I'm actually opening a YouTube channel. Cool. So, yeah, we're we're moving on up. I see quite a few do that, and it's it's crossed my mind. I think it's I'm a, a little way off that yet, but it's um it just gives it that another medium. You know, you get people who, depending how they prefer to to listen to podcasts, if if they have them on at home they're probably just as just as much want to want to see it you know and and watch it and listen to it um exactly do you you feel it gives sort of any other dimension to it or just just that it it would appeal to other people who probably don't listen or you prefer to watch and listen no i i think it does add another dimension and it's definitely another area that uh, you could get more people to tune in. Now, the problem would be uh, kind of keeping track of it, whereas, you know, Anchor or Spotify, places like that, they keep track of your plays for you. But, I mean, YouTube, you got your views, but if you have 100 episodes, you got to tally all those up to keep track. Um, But I'm I'm just, I want to do it because I want to start, seeing who I'm interviewing. I feel like there's a missed connection there when you can't see the person's facial expressions or, you know, you're laughing together or you ask a question and you see the the genuine reaction of the guest. I could totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I like both ends really. I mean, with listening to podcasts, I discovered I, yours was actually one of the first ones I really got into. There were a couple that I would listen to regularly, but it was mainly when I was driving because I was doing a lot more driving, a lot more commuting in my day mm-hmm. job. Um, now that I've, I've been working from home for you know the last few months more than I'm out driving, so it's shifted where I'd have something on my phone, you know, a TV program or something. So, so if, 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 if I'm in that setting, being able to watch watch a podcast, or it becomes more of a, a like a yeah, like a web show, TV show, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. than just a podcast. But um, yeah, no, I, I'd be really intrigued. You know, you know, keep us posted on that, and when uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be checking in on that. When yeah, you, when you do get to it. That's uh, that's awesome. And and audio only is is a pretty decent way to go. I mean, if you don't feel like doing your hair or you're going to record in your pajamas, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, on video, some people probably rock up. You know not not too uh, not too worried about you know what they look like you know 
Um, That's true. In the video, I've seen some celebrities do it during lockdown, and they, they've actually been praised for the fact that they've done the interviews on TV in their pajamas. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's how most people are living right now. So absolutely, yeah. That's so. How is how is um, you know lockdown over there, and and you know the last few months has it affected your your output or your 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 workload as such, or your plans or anything? Uh, well, thankfully, being that. I, I'm food service. I at the at the VA, like I said, I'm an, considered an essential worker. So I still have to go to work every day. Of course, I have to wear a mask and the goggles and yeah. all of that stuff. But you know, that's a small price to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as doing the podcasting and the interviews, really, the only thing that changed is my kids are home. <laughs> they were they were home from school they were you know and of course now they're on their what they their summer break so yeah. uh what my wife and I ended up having to do is we actually built a sound booth on my back porch okay um it's it's probably an 8 by 10 completely foam covered insulated booth um, that I can record from. Unfortunately, I was only able to do a few episodes in there before the summertime hit, and we realized one very large design flaw, and that's that uh, we didn't have any kind of airflow or air conditioning, so it becomes an, uh, an a little oven. Um, (laughs) so right now I'm just kind of recording at my dining room table, chit chatting with you while my kids stare at me like I'm (laughs) crazy (laughs) waiting for me to get done so they can turn their TV and video games back on. (laughs) I'll try not to keep them waiting too long. um, Yeah. I, I, I've found that as well. I, my kids school closing down coincided with pretty much when I started working from home more and I, I i do my recording in the evening when they're in bed generally now but when i'm trying to do my my day job you know that mm-hmm. was just one of the extra difficulties that life was willing to throw at you you know um hey you know you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about your family during the time like this i suppose oh absolutely yeah but uh you know everyone was safe i couldn't couldn't argue with that you know like you say it's a small price to pay so but um so in terms of sort of, you know, podcast aside, are there any other sort of creative outputs that you are looking to try and sort of get into or something else that you'd like to do in the future? Yeah. So I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit before, and that's uh, that I was doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast to do the voice acting. Um, unfortunately, that particular show did not pan out how I hoped it would. Um, I am now part of other shows which do kind of highlight those voice acting skills a little bit better Mm. and i did finally get my demo reel together and there is a video game that's going to be coming out on steam i don't have an exact release date yet but it's it's going to be sometime this year Um, but it's it's just a little shooter game that a game developer came up with and he needed a voice for a grizzled soldier and that is the the main character of the game i voiced that one um nothing too crazy it's just you know some lines here and there about you know headshot and uh you know zombies everywhere things like that uh and i'm still reaching out to other agencies i'm still working on 
getting into some other shows and actually doing cartoon work. So oh. it's, it's all kind of culminating together. It's, it's coming together nicely and okay. here soon, hopefully people will, will be able to say, Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> Chris talked to that guy on his show. And there you go. That's the, yeah. Um, if they can refer back to me and you in the same breath, that's uh I consider that a job well done. So. Well, I'd definitely be honored with that. I mean, you were an, an amazing guest. And as you yeah. said, we had, we had a, uh, a, fr- a mutual friend in Jackie and she's just, she was a gem. Yeah. I, um, I, I gotta say one thing I was hoping to be able to say to you personally as well. So there were two sort of main influences in getting my podcast up and running, you know, Jackie, uh, bless her helped out with the means of getting it done but your podcast was really one of the main influences in that I knew at the time that I wanted to do one eventually but sort of as I got into yours and seeing you know what you can produce I, I it really did inspire me to to go down this avenue so now thank you from you know personally for um for what you've done you know the Leo effects is a big inspiration not only to me I'm sure other people but but definitely personally to me so well I appreciate those kind words. It, it's an honor that I was able to inspire you that way. And your show is definitely a rising star. Like oh. uh, you have a, a follower in me. I like listening to your episodes. You got a, a very nice style. Thank so you. keep up the good work. <laughs> I'm still honing it. I was absolutely terrified the first episode I did. So I'm hoping it's, hoping it's getting better. Thank you, mate. No, that really means a lot. Yeah. And you know, I I was quite terrified. If you go back and you listen to my first episode, and this is to anybody who wants to check it out. If you go back and listen to my first episode with Josh Martin, Mm -hmm. I was so nervous and I I was still very new at that Mm -hmm. point. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, I had done a few interviews before with, uh, the network that I was part of. And so I kind of had a a slight idea of what I was doing, but I was still honing my skills. I was still practicing in the mirror kind of (laughs) thing. And if you listen, you can actually hear uh, when I had the guest on, I had a list of questions and I was following those questions verbatim to the point where I was not even listening to his actual answer. I was just waiting for him to stop answering so I could move to the next question. And I was very focused on timeline and where we were at and you could just hear it. And then (laughs) if you listen, I'll have to go back and listen. I don't think I've gone back quite that far. So I'll uh, I'll have to hunt that one out later on. Yeah. Well, if you, if you listen to that one and then you listen to my most recent one, you will see just a stark contrast. (laughs) Within quite a, um, you know, even if it's like 18 months, two years or whatever, whatever it is, even within a short amount of time, really to, um, to be able to make that amount of headway. I think that's, that's one thing I love about doing this. It does increase your confidence. You know, I was never a public speaker. I still get quite terrified. I suppose in a way, that's why I went to writing. I didn't, I've not been very outward in my creativity. Um, I hate doing something in front of someone. I don't like being judged on the spot. So I'd rather produce something and then send it out there. And like, well, this is it. <laughs> you, know, you, can, you, can, yeah. you can kind of judge it now that I'm walking away or I'm hiding in the corner or something. So um but no no real um real inspiration you know to us all i think so um so 
anyone out there, just very quickly, anyone out there who is looking at possibly getting into podcasting or anything along the lines of this, um, you know, some form of creativity that they want to produce themselves and put out there. Any uh, any advice, any pitfalls that you've come across that you've not already mentioned? Um, well, one of the biggest things, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, it, it the podcasting community is extremely diverse and everybody has a different opinion on what they think sounds good. Mm. Me, I like the more polished sound booth style, not a lot of background noise, you know, like, like the stuff you're putting out. It, it mm. sounds great Thank to you. me. I love that. But there's others that want a more, uh, quote unquote homey feel where you can hear things going on in the background. And, you know, I, I guess that fits for some podcasts, but I guess my advice to a new podcaster is just go for it. Yeah. You know, just don't settle. If you have an idea and you think it, it's really going to work, go for it. Chase that dream. And if it doesn't work, don't be discouraged. It didn't work. It it just didn't, it wasn't in the stars. Yeah. But what you're going to notice nine times out of 10 is that if you are enthusiastic about your product and you nurture it mm. and you take care of it, you're going to get rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'll vouch for that as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you never know how something's going to pan out until you try. And I think the beauty of the digital age is anyone can try anything these days. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's not many people turn around and telling them, no, you can't, or actually stopping you. There's, there's ways of just putting something out there. And there's always going to be an audience for something. You know, Absolutely. People can find anything they're after nowadays and there's a community for it. So um, um, yeah. yeah, I guess try to find your, find your place in the market. Yeah, that's it right there. And find your place and, <laughs> and nestle into, and you know, there's, x amount of a certain take true crime let's let's say true crime for example there's x amount of those out there if you're another one of those people are gonna listen there is a fan base for that and the real thing is just have a, a nice catchy title and people are going to be drawn to it yeah you know, that's the biggest thing is try to stand out in that way. But one thing that I do want to say real quick, mm -hmm. this goes out to all the podcasters, new, old, just everybody, please don't focus on the numbers mm. because I see that a lot in the different Facebook podcasting groups. People are asking, Oh, I hit, 590 days or I hit a thousand or I hit a hundred is that good if you focus on that you're going to have a bad time because really and I chased numbers for a long time too and I was just so downtrodden that I wasn't getting the numbers and everybody always says you know they say these cliches like oh just work on your product and the audience will come enjoy what you do and you'll get listeners well that's not entirely true. You do have to put yourself out there. You have to promote. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is be happy with your product. Yeah. No. If you look at it and you say, you know what? I have 90 listens 
and I put out the best possible product that I can, mm. then you should be happy with that you got 90 listens. Oh, quite. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many, I just thought it was going to be family and friends listening to mine, but I'm pretty sure it's not, to be fair. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's many, many out there who do actually, but they support it, obviously, bless them. But I don't think, I've, I don't know a lot of people who are into podcasts. So right. I'm getting, I'm looking at them thinking, yeah, they might not be, you know, starkly high numbers that I was hoping for, but it's people out there that don't know me. They've been drawn to what it is I'm doing, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I, 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 I'm guilty of that. Even with my book sales, I started off and I would check them. I was on a website that tracked your Amazon um, sales. Oh, okay. So, supposedly, I don't know how accurate it was, but I got to a point where I was checking them sort of four or five times an hour. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I stopped, I, I caught myself one day and I'm like, you know, why am I getting depressed? Because no one's bought my book in the last hour, you know? Um, right. See, it's the, the little things like that, the, like chasing the numbers that yeah, that's enough to drive you mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't done that now for sort of, you know, two, three years. So, you know, like you say, if you're happy with what you put out there, yeah, I'm, I'm very much in that mode of thinking now. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, great advice, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> so just before we close up, so just a couple of minutes, handing it over to you, really. If um, anyone wants to check out your podcast or, or find you on social media, um, where can they do that? How can they, how can they keep in touch with you? Yeah. Yeah. So super easy. If you go to Facebook or Twitch or, or not Twitch, Twitter or Instagram, I think that's the, the big three that I'm on. And you, you just search for the Leo effects, like A-F-F-E-C-T-S. Mm -hmm. You're going to find it. Uh, it's really easy. I kept it the same across. Now, I did accidentally say Twitch. And Twitch is something that I do on Tuesday nights at 9.30 uh, Eastern time here in America. Yep. Um, that's when I get on to do Shattered Dungeons, which is a... It's on Twitch as a live stream. And if people are in the chat, they can chat with us. They can roll dice and be part of the story. And while we're playing, we are recording. And the recording of it comes out the next day. So all of the stuff that our listeners and our viewers chime in with gets added to our podcast. Wow, fantastic. So it's kind of an interactive podcast that everybody gets to be a part of. So definitely I recommend people checking that out. Um, yeah, pretty much the, the big three is Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter and Leo effects, cool. LA. There you go. And I, I can't urge people enough to, to check it out. I, um, I fell in love with it very, very quickly. I still listen to episodes whenever I can. Like I say, I'm always diving in and I'll listen to sort of four or five at a time. So uh, no, you know, thank you for coming on, Ray. It's been a pleasure again to, to chat to you. And um, yeah, all the best with everything, you know, keep in touch. Hopefully uh, we'll link up again one day. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me on. You've been an awesome host. You're, you're definitely very good at this. I, I would not have guessed that, you know, you haven't done many of these. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're doing great. Thank you very much, mate. Oh. Um, yeah. So everyone check out Leo effects, do it you know, straight after this. I can't urge you enough. So thank you again, Ray Rumsey. Thank you. <laughs>